How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right, welcome back to Bacon Wrap Business. Today is a special video episode. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, I want to encourage you to go over to baconwrappedbusiness.com forward slash Mike F. I made this one real easy for you guys to spell in case you're listening and you want to go to it. If you're looking on the show notes, just go ahead and click the link because today we're interviewing Mike Phil Same and we're going to talk about some uh, some incredible strategies that Mike's up to. I'm fortunate enough to know Mike. I've followed him for years. We've become friends and a mastermind together. And um, if there's anybody who can deliver the bacon-wrapped strategies, the sizzling hot uh, advice, it's it's Mike. And Mike, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. As I said, I've... Uh, you know, I, I think the first time we may have met, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it was somebody else, but were you at Kevin Wilkie's Quattro event back in like 2008? Oh, yeah, way back. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was a great event. Yeah. yeah, and I think that Butterfly Marketing had just kind of come out. When did you come out with that? Uh, Butterfly Marketing came out in January of 2006, but okay. I did, a, I did a, re- a re-release, I think in 2008, where we were giving away uh, the course for... Um, for a trial of our newsletter, and we and we put fifteen thousand people into a thirty nine dollar a month newsletter nice. by giving away the two thousand dollar product. I love it. Well, to give you to back up a little bit for the folks who don't know who you are, um, so Mike, you've been you've been in the online marketing uh, business since when? About early two thousands or? Yeah. Uh, so I bought my first domain October two thousand two. Nice. It was this, this great domain. I mean, you know, a lot of people call me all the time looking for it. It was called Let's All Work at Home dot com. Because work at home dot com was taking so let's all work uh, at uh, home. Let's work at home dot com was taking and they couldn't fool me. So I got let's all work at home dot com. I always chuckle at like, you know, when you first buy those domains, you know, everybody's got like these, you know, funny little uh first domains like hateyourboss.com uh-huh. and stuff. So so um uh that was October of two thousand two. I bought a product from Frank Kern. Actually, um, Frank was my idol for, uh, for a long time. Friends, uh, now I make him do my dishes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, is that him in the apron back there? back there. October two thousand three. Uh, um, I mean, uh, March of two thousand three. Um, things started clicking for me. So about uh, six months later, um, I'm doing about five grand a month. Uh, I was working in the car uh, industry. I was a general manager of the second largest Hyundai dealership in the United States, Millennium Hyundai. And um, I was also, before that, the, the general sales manager of the ninth largest Toyota dealership uh, in the country. And you got sales in your blood. Yeah, yeah. I did that for 14 years. So started making money in 2003. By 2004, I was doing about uh, 18000 a month. It was more money than I was making in the car business. Not going to bore you with that story, but came to heads with the, you know, with the uh, general manager of the 13 car franchise, and he told me you've got to make a decision. It's either that or this. And I really think he thought I was selling on eBay, maybe making about 800 bucks a month on Chachkis. <laughs> so when I told him, "Hey, it's been a great five years," he was like, "Really? Yeah. 
And he said, give me the keys to your demo. Give me the keys to the safe. Give me the keys to the front door. He walked out like Gordon Gecko on the phone saying, Tommy, you're the new general manager of Millennium Hyundai. And everybody chased me outside. And, and I'm trying to compose myself and call my wife at the time and tell her to come pick me up because I don't have a car anymore. And she, um, she's like, what? You mean we have no health insurance? And I'm like, don't worry about that right now. And uh, everybody's like, Mike, you know John. Talk to him. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, and excuse my language, so I'll just use the F word. Hit it. Uh, I'll be, I was like, F this. F him. F this place. F this business. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm crying and I couldn't control myself. And I'm like, I, I said, guys, you don't, you don't get it. I've been, I didn't have the balls to do this myself. I'm so glad that this day happened. Because now I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go on my own. Yep. And they're like, "No, talk to him in the morning." And I said, "No, you don't. You don't realize. I feel like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Like I feel like freedom, all freedom, exactly." So the very next month, I went on to do fifty thousand uh, dollars. Three months later, I had an eighty-five thousand dollar day, and a year later, I had uh, I did the million dollar uh, launch with Butterfly Marketing. We did one point five million dollars uh, with that launch, and. And as they say, that was 2006. The rest is history. But, right. but yeah, it started out uh, just, you know, uh, read a sales letter one day that, you know, uh, hey, you can make money online. It was 2002. Times were very different. Oh, yeah. I, I always try to remind people this. And, you know, I may be wrong on the date, but I believe it's something like this. In 2004, uh, the guys that, um, that started YouTube were working for PayPal. In, uh, in their part time, they started YouTube. In 2005, they bought the domain name YouTube. In 2006, Google, Google bought one. YouTube. So there was no MySpace. You know, Friendster hadn't come out. There was no social networking. It was impossible for me to know who you are. You couldn't even get video on without having to download like this Videx codex. We didn't even know how. We, people take for granted, Brad, how difficult it was to get a picture online. Oh, yeah. You know, we didn't have these. Um, these types but of yeah, smart you had to like scan them or do you had to something. scan them yeah. or, or you had a 35 millimeter camera you had to scan or you had a digital camera that you were at Radio Shack trying to say how do I get this into my computer because USB hadn't come out yet every computer there were like 30,000 different serial buses and then finally you get the picture off and you don't realize that it's you know uh, back then it was a large file for a dial up it might have been like uh, you know like a, a 2 meg photo or something should be 36 kilobytes. So the photo would load on your website like this. <laughs> I do remember that. It would take that, two dude. minutes for a photo to load, and you'd have to take it off because you didn't know what you did wrong. That's how difficult it was back then. You know, there were, WordPress wasn't around. Uh, it was just it was it was difficult, but it was also fun. I feel like I we're the guys from what the Saturday Night Live skit. In our day, we didn't have <laughs> YouTube. We loved it. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, back then. People were doing these things called teleseminars because right. webinars hadn't come out yet, where they were teaching you about the ability to take credit cards online. No joke. They were saying you no longer have to put call or fax your order in because uh, it was difficult to, to take uh, credit cards. PayPal was just starting to make it easy for people. I'm going to shut off my wonder list here. It keeps uh, sending me notifications. All the stuff you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody, or the people on my team keep oh, checking yeah. off the stuff they're doing. Yeah, but, you know, that's a little backstory about me. No, so, that's yeah. great. And, you know, I, I remember, um, yeah, so I, I got into the business in 2000. Actually, the very January of 2008, I, I met you briefly at uh, Kevin's event. And um, I purchased some of your stuff over the years. I think the first thing I purchased, you had a, you had a software 
that allowed you to put your offer on the uh, thank, you pages. thank you pages. What, what was that called? Uh, the software was called HyperJava. That's but, right. Uh, but the product launch uh, with the training and everything was called Traffic Fusion. Traffic Fusion, that's yeah, right. That's the one where I was, uh, you know, everybody was doing the, hey, do a video in your car. And I pulled out of my parking lot and like didn't look in like a car. Like I almost got hit by a car <laughs> in that video. Did you get that on video? Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was on video. Yeah. It's probably out there somewhere. That's um, awesome. But, yeah, Traffic Fusion. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, to, to just enlighten the, the folks who are listening, um, one of the things that you're kind of you know very much known for is not only just training on information of the how to the informational products of what to do with you know video tutorials etc but you've always created software that makes your life easier so from traffic fusion i mean even butterfly marketing was a kind of a software component right yes um or a script that you know, allowed you to get other people to sell your products after they you know enlist them as an affiliate to help you know spread the word Mm -hmm. for you know quick explanation and then throughout the years not only have you had some of the you know the top information products and training out there but now you've got and correct me if i'm wrong but a webinar jam on how to use you know how to run really high-end webinars really sophisticated but easy to use webinars using google hangouts you've mm-hmm. got um deal guardian uh, an entire marketplace and you know it takes place a merchant account and affiliate software for people i've seen it it's you know absolutely remarkable You've got the uh, obviously the Genesis products, Traffic Genesis and um, Video Genesis, and I know you're working on a new one with, uh, I believe it's Conversion Genesis, if I'm not mistaken. And but I've been, always been really yeah we did uh, yeah with Andy we did uh, Video Genesis, Genesis Labs, um, then uh, Traffic Genesis. Now we're doing Conversion Genesis, and the softwares we put out were Webinar Jam and Deal Guardian. Right. So, yeah, and I think that's great how you give people not only just the tools. You give them the training, but also the tools too. Yeah, I developed a lot of software over the years. I actually was stronger in software than information products. And my first, you know, big info product, Butterfly Marketing, was really wrapped around a software. Um, I developed another marketplace years back in 2005 to compete with ClickBank that I sold uh, for a pretty good amount of money back in 2013. Just recently sold it because I wanted to move to Deal Guardian. Which marketplace was that? Pay.com. That's right. That's right. Yeah, P A Y D O T C O M. So it was a nine-letter domain. Always confused people, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, pay dot, pay dot com, uh, You know, made me millions over the years. And I, the, t- the tough part about selling it was uh, getting a buyer that uh, understood that I wasn't going to give a non-compete because I was going with Deal Guardian. Sure, you know, but I didn't want to. I didn't feel the need. I needed too many, and I, I basically you know found somebody. I said, look, it's a money maker. You don't even have to do anything. You can just wake up every day, and it'll make you money. But <clears throat> I did small software. Uh, things like Viral Friend Generator to PowerLink Generator back in the day. Uh, then we did, you know, the the Traffic Fusion product. We also had uh, things like uh, when Twitter came out, I tried to compete with TweetDeck with a, with a product called TweetGlide, and it basically the more you tweeted, uh, the more points you would get for free ads. You know, okay. Twitter didn't have ads, so we created an ad platform, and the more people you referred, the more they tweeted, the more credits you got. So it was kind of like one of those. Um, downline builders, if you if you would, inside of a, a Twitter product, you know, we, yeah, we tried a lot of different things. Right. Well, that you know, and I've I've got a software that I developed. This was at this time that I developed a product in the dating advice niche. I also developed a, a software product for GPS devices to change the voice in your GPS called Pig Tones. Oh, yeah? Politically incorrect GPS. <laughs> and um, no, most people aren't using Garmin and TomTom anymore. Versus you know, just like the. Uh, in the iPhone, which is what I use, but 
the software business has always had kind of been a double-edged sword. It's mm. it's way quicker and easier to to throw up a information product and make some quick money. But the nice part about software is it, you know, it, if it's really good, it can get people paying you month after month after month. You get that nice continuity income. Yeah, if you look at if you look at Webinar Jam um, compared to a product launch, it did phenomenal. It made uh, multiple millions in its launch, but usually a launch goes like this, and then it goes like that unless you're driving advertising to it, which you should. But um, some companies can even do so strong on word of mouth without even doing advertising. And the nice thing about uh, things like Webinar Jam is that product does about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a month. If uh, if I went away for a year and, and just decided I want to go on some you know uh, Antarctic exploration, I would come back and it wouldn't change as long as I had my support desk taking care of the customers. Right. Uh, so having a company like that, that now you can say now I can go do YouTube advertising and Facebook advertising and Google pay per click and drive traffic to it. That's where it gets good. And 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 in this day and age, the more and more that you have a software as a service company. Usually there is some type of link involved in the sharing of that product. <clears throat> so if I want to share something with you with Screencast or with Jing, I give you a link and then when it's done it says get a free Jing account. You know, or if I share something with you with Dropbox, as you download it, it says would you like to create a free download, uh, Dropbox account to store this in or download it directly to your computer. Um, and you know, if you get an invitation to work in my project software and we're working together and I say, hey, Brad, join me over here. And suddenly you get an invite. You're like, oh, wow, Mike and Andy are using this. So whenever you have a software that does that, sometimes it can propagate itself. It can self-perpetuate through the use of different users. Add a little bit of social aspects and elements and incentives for people to do so and even better. And for Webinar Jam, we have a little tracking code. In, in the player dashboard. So it branded just like GoToWebinar and unclickable. And it says powered by Webinar Jam. But we give the opportunity when they build their webinar one time in their profile to add their affiliate link to that. And then that takes a little powered by Webinar Jam and makes it a live hot link. And if people click that, it goes to Webinar Jam. And if you were doing a webinar with 400 people um, and anybody clicked it, a webinar jam and buy the product and you get paid your, your commission. And what's interesting is we have hundreds and hundreds of webinars every single day from 30 people to 400. Some people that I've never heard on get five times more people than I can. We had people got uh, last week got 5,000 people on a webinar. Seriously? And I'm like, who? Yeah, I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. Um, and they were in the real estate niche. Uh, it was fantastic. But that's 5,000 people. And the more and more we're getting online, the more and more the people that learn information from us, many of them have their own websites and their own businesses. Um, it used to not be true, but definitely in personal development, uh, in finance, and in make money, we find that to be true. But even in health products, I'm finding that people that go on webinars for Shailene Johnson, many of these people are personal experts, or they have their own Zumba websites, and they're trying to build their own community. So the bottom line is, we're getting people that go on Webinar Jam as a guest of somebody else, as a guest of Brad Costanza or a guest of Shailene Johnson or Brendan Bouchard, and then they say, oh, Brad's using this. Mm. That's interesting. If it's good enough for Brad, it's good enough for me. And so our users are helping us 
advertise the product just by the use. And the more users we get, the more it, it's this snowball effect, this flywheel effect that happens. Right. Yeah. Ryan Holiday wrote a book called Growth Hacking not too long ago. And this was kind of his whole concept about how software and app companies, et cetera, they're hacking the growth without traditional marketing. They're exactly. just building in the viral aspects. I mean, that's really it, – it's kind of like what butterfly marketing was all about as well, mm-hmm. right? Turn your, turn your customers, in Turn this case, your- info product buyers into your – you know, exactly into your affiliates. That's that's fantastic. Um, so one one day in a ma- well, a couple time a couple answers you gave me at two different masterminds that we were in. One day I asked you, so you know what what part of the whole marketing thing do you like the most? And I think you answered uh, the, the conversion, like that. You know most most marketers mm. tend to gravitate towards more the conversion side. Like if you could spend all your day writing, you know, coming up with hooks and copy and offers versus coming up with traffic strategies, et cetera. Did I get that right? Are you, is, is the conversion side of things a little bit more of your passion? Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated um, with why people buy. I'm fascinated that human beings move in herds. Right. Uh, and that, yeah, like for instance, if uh, I don't think we really go down to this uh, granular to the fact that if I have a 29% conversion on an opt-in page and you say to me, Mike, this is something we've tested and it increased our conversion, you should try it. And my conversion goes from 20% to 45%. Really what we have there, Brad, more than anything, is a study in human behavior. Because it's not something that helped me close one person. It doesn't matter if I'm getting 10 visitors a day or 100 visitors a day or 10,000 visitors a day, or a million visitors a day, that conversion rate would have stayed at 29% or will compete over here doing better at 45%. So what it means is fundamentally, human, makes, human beings make decisions the same way and in mass numbers yeah. over several days, over several years, that we can predict the way humans are going to work, even cross niche. You can tell me it worked for me in in this market. It's something I did on my podcast. Try it here. Yep. So for me, the fascinating thing about the conversion is really breaking down into the human psyche. So that's why I'm fascinated with books like Predictably Irrational. Oh, that's a great by, book. Um, Dan Dan Ariely. His other book, uh, yes, obviously, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion, um, uh, the books by uh, Joe Sugarman, like Triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you can when you can find out what improves conversion based on the way human beings think, because we we respond to stimuli. Um, as much as people say advertising doesn't work on me, it's like yeah, look at the shirt you wear. <laughs> you know, um, it, it it does. We conform to group norms. We want to fit in crowds. We want to do things that uh, that others do. Uh, we we make different choices based on different options we have when the choices are there and that's why there's um, things like price decoys all these all these little things that work in the human mind to me is fascinating and I study that more than anything and and just to give some ideas about uh, the way that the human mind works based on the frame that you that you put before something when you say it for instance the, the simple the simple way to say it is if somebody says it's raining uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's sunny today, but it's going to rain tomorrow. People will say, oh, yeah, that's too bad. It's, it, we're, we're framing that with a negative outlook. If I say the same exact thing 
and I say, it's going to rain tomorrow, but it's sunny today, that will change your, your attitude to be like, yeah, so let's take advantage of today, right? So another example of that is if we take a look at somebody eating uh, and they work out. Now, if you see somebody, and if we, if we understand for the most part, calories in from food intake and calories burned in exercise are you know, pretty much the same thing without getting too technical. A lot of people will argue that and they should because calories in and food is a lot different. But let's just say that they're the same in through the mouth as they are working out. If I say, um, hey, Brad, I just saw you over at, uh, over at Fit, great workout. I'm going to go over to Hodad's and I'm going to get a double bacon cheeseburger and fries and some of that orange sauce. You're going to be like, dude, why would you do that? You just worked out. Yeah. You know, right? But there was a certain amount of calories I burnt off and a certain amount of calories I'm going to, I'm going to go put into my body. It's the same exact math. If I say to you, Brad, I just ate it at uh, Hodad's, man. Now I I'm going to go to Fit. Now I'm going to go to Fit and burn it off. You're going to be high five, brother. Right That's at the end of the point. day, they're the same. The same amount of math went in and calories in and calories out. Right. So if we we can sometimes understand that that's simply a frame that's put around something that can change people's perspective. We can do it with words. We can do it with colors. We can do it with videos. They do it to us at the movie theaters. You know. Um, so give me an example of how you've used framing, uh, and I. I'm predicting that I, I know you what you might answer, but I'll, I may be wrong. But give me an example of you, how you've used framing similar to this in your marketing. Um, it's the biggest thing that Andy and I struggle with uh, before we start a product. Excuse me. We, we for instance, for, for Traffic Genesis, mm-hmm. everybody's talk, talking tra- traffic. So we didn't want to be just another traffic um, product. And here, here are some of the things you see. Traffic equals money. Imagine you could spend a dollar and make two. People have all heard that before. So we needed, to change, we needed to change their thinking by introducing a new frame. And it was, an, it was uh, what, what's called the, um, you know, a pattern interrupt or an incongruent juxtaposition. And it's getting traffic is easy. Now, first you're going to say to me and everybody listening to this podcast, if they're buying traffic, uh, or knows anything about traffic, they're going to say, no, it's not. And I'd be a fool not to finish my point. But, Brad, getting traffic is so easy, it's ridiculous. I mean, getting a 1,000 visitors is easy. And here, here's the experiment. I'm going to give you $1,000. I'm going to take 1,000. And let's say we have 10,000 people listening on your podcast. And we get them a credit from Facebook as well for a thousand. They give us all a thousand dollars, real money. Guess what Facebook is going to give you, me, and every single one of those people? A thousand dollars worth of traffic. Right. So getting traffic is easy. Yeah. So you prove that. Give them ten bucks, they're going to give you ten bucks worth of traffic. If you give them a hundred bucks, they're going to give you a hundred bucks worth of traffic. So you prove that. So then, what's the problem? The problem is not getting the traffic. It's what happens when the traffic comes to your site. So we, we had to create the frame that you don't have a traffic problem, you have a conversion problem. Because getting the traffic is not hard. What's tough is spending $1,000 and not making anything. So we now have right. to figure out, okay, now that I know it's a conversion problem, you've just changed my thinking that if I can get the conversion problem fixed, you're right, traffic is easy. Facebook will give me as much traffic as I can spend. And that's where it gets beautiful. So we focus traffic genesis 
on a course that we call the after the click system. Everything that happens after the click is what makes that dollar turn into $2. We didn't want to focus so much on how to create ad sets and all that stuff because that's teaching people how to spend that $1,000, which is very easy to do. Right. Spending $1,000 is as easy as wasting $1,000. We wanted to show people that it's all about what happens after the click. And that was that was the frame that we created for Traffic Genesis in our first video. That's great. You know, one of the... I was wrong. And I love what you said there because it, and it is true because a lot of people think that... Um, yeah, tra- oh my God, traffic is so hard to get. Well, yeah, no, traffic is hard to uh, get a good positive return on investment for. That's, that's the right. challenge, right? But traffic in general is, that's easy. I and, thought, that, that, and that's the blessing is that if now, now that you know that getting traffic's easy, then you never have to worry about getting traffic. All you've got to do is realize you've got to focus on the conversion. Andy and I called it the, the scar, the $100 scar. Right. Um, $100 scar is I spent $100 on Facebook or Google AdWords uh, and it didn't work for me. And the, those people... They never come back again, and they'll say, "Well, it just didn't work for my product. It didn't work for my niche." And we basically showed that you know you sent an offer directly to a video sales letter. You didn't give a freemium. You didn't get their email address. You didn't have the proper sequence. You didn't have a tripwire. You didn't have an upsell process. Your members area didn't monetize. You didn't do retargeting. All these different things. We called it the no-fail traffic system. That if you implement these things, pretty much it's impossible to fail right. at the prices you can buy traffic for. So what what do you think it was? I thought it was a little tidbit that you shared uh, with me one time about pre-framing with the checkbox the upsells on the order form. Yeah, that's that's a great example. That's you know that. that's that's one of a, a thousand. Do you want to tell that one? Uh, no, go ahead because th- this is yours and I, I love it. I I still have not uh, put it on any of my or my clients' websites yet, but that's coming. So this is yeah, some bacon so- wrapped uh, shizzle right here. So. So at pay.com, people can probably still witness this today. I don't know if the new owners changed it. But when, when you signed up, I gave you an offer after you signed up. And man, I lost a lot of money not doing that. I wanted to keep the site pure and not make a one-time offer after people were opting in. And after two and a half years, I realized at one point I was getting 975 signups a day. So I made a $97 offer um, that converted at uh, 10%. So that meant I was getting 90 sales at $90. So let's call that 100 sales at $100. It was 10,000 a day. Right, it so wasn't this was quite a one-click upsell. No, it was just an upsell. It was a first upsell, and we were doing um, we were doing about $8,700 a day for a, a good long time with okay. that. It blew my mind. What really killed me was how much money I left on the table by not wanting to to make an offer. Changed my perspective about always make people offers. People love to buy. They hate to be sold. Just give them an opportunity, and that's where this leads to. So. The offer was converting uh, pretty good, but I decided to start split testing everything, and I tested with video, without video. And here, here's a little side note. At the end of the video, I tested something that actually had an improvement on, video, on, on conversion. At the end of the, uh, the video, I just stood there, and I kept going. Just silent. After 30 seconds, I said, hey, don't mind me. Take your time. Take all the time you need. Uh, <laughs> and then I'd wait. And I would just shake my head, look at my watch, and, and be like, come on, you know what to do. And I did that and increased conversions. Are you the, the, the pressure that they felt that I was watching uh, made them take action. But that, that's not the real winner. No, that's so great, real- though. And it kind of reminds me, you know, if you really want to make somebody um, ner- yeah, silence, that awkward silence. It's really yeah. what it is. So they will 
They'll fill it with something. I think they also stayed on the page just to see, like, how long is he going to do this? Because I took the scrub what? bar away. What's he going to do? Yeah, and I think at the end, maybe, who knows, you know, what the... Well, Still, it worked. Really, That's uh, a great... You know, think why it did better. But anyway, so you have a page where people sign up. And then after they sign up, they go. They think they're going to the members area, but they get the, wait, we have a special offer for you. And what I did is at the top of that, it always said, save 85% on some of our most popular products. Um, but it's interruptive marketing. People, when they sign up for something, they're expecting to go into the members area and start playing around and building products or getting an affiliate link to promote, not get sold something. So at pay.com, right where the sign-up button was, where there's a tick box for the terms of service, I put another tip, tick box. And it simply said, I'm interested in saving 85%. I'm also interested in saving 85% on some of your most popular products now or in the future. So it was a dummy tick box. I mean, they, they saw the offer either way. Yeah. But when they clicked on that while they were signing up, the next page said, as you requested, save up to 85%. So now this wasn't an interrupt anymore in their yeah. in, in, in their they, – they, they opted in to see this offer. They saw this page and they said, oh, this is – this is what I just elected to see, yeah. and now you have permission to market to me yeah. uh, in their mind. They, 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 actually, they, they're giving themselves permission to see the offer and buy, and it had a 20% increase on conversion. That's over. great. Yeah, and what about the folks who did not check it? Did, they, did, it, did it change what it said at the top? Yeah, or? we simply didn't put uh, as, as per your request. It just said, say yes. It said, just said like it, it was 85%. before. That's great. And anybody who's read uh, Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, will understand that's the principle of commitment and consistency. Because yeah. you get somebody kind of going down that path, saying yes, you know, they're much more likely to say yes in the future. Yeah, that's a, a, but that was a, you know, you're framing up the, the upsell exactly. in a perfect way. That's where I thought you were going to go with that. Yeah, people tend to stay consistent with um, with their initial commitments, no matter how small those commitments are, and uh, you know that's why uh, all these things that we're seeing with um, lead boxes that like Lead Pages does, where people call it a two step op and you're no longer seeing the name and email address on on a form when people are asking for something. You're you're seeing a big red button that says "Download Free PDF." So all that does is get a commitment. And once that buyer commits, a light box opens up and says, where should we send it? Mm -hmm. And now the person is only staying consistent with what they just committed to. Um, and people are, are much more likely to just go click something that says download free report, then fill out a form. And, and today, gosh, man, I see, I see people that on their opt-in forms, which are okay to have it on your page, but I'd still recommend going to the two-step opt-in. They ask for first name, last name, email address, and sometimes even address and phone number mm -hmm. to give something away for free. Yeah. We stopped asking for name years ago. I mean, if you look at anything Andy and I have done in the last year and a half, we have not once ever asked anybody for their name, not unless they buy. So all of our emails start with, hey, you know, we, and because we've tested name and email uh, decreases conversions over asking for just name, yeah. uh, just email. Yeah, exactly. And the, the people who are the biggest perpetrators of that. Like you said, they, uh, you know, they'll go to a white paper or something. You see this all the time. Like, oh, here, get this white paper on XYZ or sign up for this demo. And they ask you for everything. I mean, mother's maiden name, basically. And it's always, it seems to me, it's always the biggest companies. Like the, 
you know, the Fortune 500 companies out there, I'll run across them all the time, but sometimes they'll do an AdWords ad to something, they're giving it away and they're asking for the moon. And, you know, these are comp- huge companies. They should know better. They're going for they the sale too don't. easy, too, too, too quickly, even when they're not asking for the credit card. It makes you feel like, oh, this is part of a buying process. This is work. Right. Uh, and it, it shouldn't be. It should just be download. In fact, I think you showed me the best, the best, um, basically, breadcrumb trail of a commitment and consistency of anything I've ever seen. What was that? It, uh, it was the one where you sign up with Google Plus uh, the, the other day. What's the name of that company? Prime Loop. Pro, what is it? Prime Loop? Yeah, Prime Loop. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, after you're done listening to, to this, uh, this podcast here, go to uh, primeloop.com. Uh, really, the only thing you can do is one call to action on the page. And the way they walk you through the sign-up process, uh, Brad and I thought that was like the, the neatest, yeah. friendliest uh, way to make you want to do business with a company as you are also giving them your information. Yeah, it's so cool. And not to divert too much, but you can sign up for free. And it's a, you know, if, if you do any retargeting, it's a perfect, a really, really cool strategy. I'm actually going to try to get the CEO on the show because I just I love what they're doing. But uh, even at the very end, when you're all done, they have a drawing of a hand and it says, place your hand against the screen and feel the high five. Yeah. Just little stuff like that. So I, I love that. But uh, a couple of things I wanted to bring up. So first of all, I want to ask you if you're still using the, the, the PayPal strategy that we're, yes, we talked absolutely. about. So I want to go into that and I'll just kind of frame this up for the way I want. I really love the rest of this conversation to go. But. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about anything else that you have not yet divulged to me in private that you're willing to divulge here that's kind of that's really working. What are your favorite techniques, strategies, tactics, anything that's just really sizzling hot that, uh, you, that you'd like to share that people can do? Because you really always are on the cutting edge of stuff. You see what works. You test it for yourself. You t- talk to a lot of people. I want to do that. And then I also want to talk about any opportunities that you see out there that maybe aren't being exploited as much or that you see, you know, the trends moving forward. Like, man, I really think this is where the puck is going. But um, let's talk about the PayPal strategy because you and I have both had some really good experience with this. And for anybody marketing online right now, uh, this is a strategy they could be using. We, We all could have been using this for years and almost no marketers that I know have been. And I saw you guys, you and Andy doing it for the first time on your launch, I don't know, six months ago. Yeah, and this is not a shameless plug. Uh, this is a, a place where they can see it demonstrated. Yeah. If they go to trafficgenesis.com, there'll be a big red button under the video. <clears throat> they can click that at any time and then see the order page, and it'll actually show this exact strategy. They can also um, buy trafficgenesis.com. <laughs> yes, they can, and I, I recommend that if they have a product that they're, they're looking to sell and they want more traffic. I highly recommend it. Uh. No. Uh, so basically, PayPal has something called Build Me Later. Now, we've got to understand just a couple of things about it. And they just Number changed one, the name, didn't they, to PayPal Credit? I believe so, yeah. Now I've got to back, get back and change my images. Yeah. So Build Me Later was a private company uh, years ago. PayPal bought them out. Um, and, you know, they're not very good marketers. A lot of these, these companies are just so big uh, for different reasons that they don't know how to market some of their other, other products. Uh, in fact, I think we're proof of that, that we, we showed if they would teach their vendors how to use it, they could, they could do, well, so much better with it. They try to do it when the people are checking out with a little line that says, would you like Bill Me Later? And a little bit more needs to go into that. So let's first talk about some of the the caveats uh, ahead of time. Number one, it only works for U.S. customers. Um, Number two, people have to qualify uh, for the credit. And 
Number three, it doesn't work on any type of subscription or payment plan. Okay, it only works on a one-time payment purchase. So if you are gonna do three payments of $3.99, it's not gonna work on that. Uh, and if the customer lives in Canada or UK or Australia, not gonna work. And if they don't qualify because of their credit, <coughs> it's not gonna work. But they're pretty aggressive in improving people. And they will approve people up to $10,000, not the price of your product. So if your product is $9.97, when they get approved, it might say something like, congratulations, you've been approved $3,200, you know, which might also help in your upsell process. Yeah. Um, so all we did is when we introduced the price, we told people about this. Now, here's the funny thing. When people, a lot of you know, my friends that saw this on my checkout said, hey, Mike, I noticed that you had a bill me later at $9.97, but then you had a $9.97 price. What was the difference in technology between the two? And basically, I said the text. Both of them goes to PayPal. One had text that explained that you could go use the bill me later option, and the other one was basically just a way for somebody to ahead of time say, "No, I'm not interested." When they got to PayPal, they still saw the option for bill me later, but it was a pre-application process. And you're exactly. framing them. You're letting them know. And I don't know if you just went over this or not, but for folks who don't know. Uh, the bill me later, the PayPal credit allows you like if I'm buying something for $500, I have no payments and no interest on that $500 as for six months, as long as I pay, make a payment or as yeah, long as I paid in full within six months. I'm going to go to trafficgenesis.com and I'm actually going to read the way we, we wrote that. Cool. <coughs> Excuse me. And and more importantly, the, the customer's not paying anything right now they literally pay zero but you as the merchant get paid immediately just like it's a paypal account exactly i'm going to explain that uh in just a second i want to make sure that yeah that music doesn't come on so we basically say uh option one bill me later six months no payments and zero interest zero dollars you pay nothing today with this $997 Bill Me Later option, you get complete and full access to Traffic Genesis today, plus all the VIP bonuses for the live event bonus. You pay nothing today. You have no payments and zero interest for six months. See terms at PayPal during checkout process. And of course, the 30-day guarantee applies as well. We get paid by PayPal today, and you have six months to pay it off interest-free. And then it says, important note, to access the Build Me Later option during checkout, you may need to log into your PayPal account or create one. Here's a video that explains. So then on that page, we had a little video, maybe 45 seconds, that says, you'll notice when you get to PayPal, here's where you normally pay with your PayPal balance. Instead, click here where it says Build Me Later. Confirm your social security button, hit submit, and within three seconds, you'll have an answer. It was that simple. Yeah. We also, uh, Brad, put it in the sales video, in the video sales letter. So we said, so here's how you can get started today. One option is, and we led with the bill me later. Unfortunately, it's for U.S. residents only. Don't yell at us at our help desk. That's PayPal's rules, not ours, yada, yada. And then we explained that. Then we went through our normal pricing and the, and the payment plan and then recap later. But why not take the bill me later? So here's another question people have, and you just touched on it. How do you get paid? It makes no difference to you as a seller. In fact, unfortunately... You will not even know, and PayPal does not share the data with you, who is a bill me later uh, 
customer. Right. They just Basically, say, you just get deposits in your PayPal account. That's it. Exactly. Basically, what's happening in the background is instantly, when the customer applies to that bill me later, they're given a line of credit. Let's say $6,000. And it's sitting in there as a third layer. Layer number one, my PayPal balance that has $16 in it. Layer number two, my credit card that I my credit card and now layer number three my line of credit with zero interest and no payments for six months so they basically when they make a purchase they transfer that money into their paypal balance as real money yep and then that money goes from their paypal balance to you and you get paid real money today right now if that guy doesn't make payments it doesn't matter this is a separate risk department paypal will never even come to you and be like oh you put too many bill me laters. No, no, no. They want that. They manage the risk by looking at your credit. And if they lose money, that's in the risk. It's very similar to you going to Best Buy or um, you know, a furniture store and at checkout that you say, our budget was really $700, but man, I really like that living room set, but it's $3,200, but we're going to live in the house forever. After seeing that, I can't not have that. Maybe we'll come back in a couple of months. And the lady says, um, hey, did you know that you could fill out a Capital One agreement? Uh, no, we don't have to. No, actually, believe me, here's how it works. All you have to fill out is these five lines of information, and we get an answer in 30 seconds. And you don't even have to get a credit card or wait for anything. They pay us. So you'd be able to go home with this furniture today, and you have no payments and no interest for six months. Boom. It's the same type of way I feel like buying the furniture right now. Right. I sold myself. You know, uh, that's how, what you can do with your customers at checkout and what you should do with your customers at checkout, even for $47 and $97 products. Right. Well, well, for the $47, you can't do bill me later. I think, it, well, yeah, you're right. right. So it's $99. Single payment only. But so here's what I think is, well, first of all, the results on this, because I remember us texting back and forth when I was like, dude, how is that, how is that going? Because this was new for you. You said normally you would offer the full price at about $997 and then three payments of... Uh, 377 377 And explain the results that you got on that because I had very okay, similar normal, Normally, 30% of the people pay in full and 70% of the people um, will pay the plan. payment plan. In this case, we had 65% of the people pay in full. So we had more than double of the people pay in full. So um, it was not only increasing conversions, we can only assume. Yeah. Because you can get the product for free today. Yeah. And not pay any payments or interest for six months. It has to increase conversions. Uh, but we were getting more money up front. And here's the thing. Our pay-in-full refunds were drastically lower than our, uh, than our multi-pay plans. Now, we don't know which one of those were billing me later or not because we don't know. We only know that our pay-in-full refunds in proportion to our payment plan refunds are normally the same. Right. In this case, they were half. Right, and and the bottom line for this is that if you're if you're using PayPal right now, you don't have to do anything technically, you know, advanced in order to implement this. All you all you simply did, you were giving them the ability to purchase with PayPal anyway. You just brought attention to it. You just right. said, "Hey, guys, by the way, PayPal doesn't do a good job of explaining how great this is for you." 
Let me let me explain it for them. And, and I and I didn't uh, I didn't invent it, and I didn't even pioneer it. I I might have been a tipping point as we're going out and right. and talking to more people about it. <clears throat> I simply heard from Russell Brunson that told me that hey, dude, here's something I'm going to test. I heard about this girl that was doing a webinar, and her conversions were horrible. Like she did a webinar and sold one, and then she basically just pitched a bill me later, and she had a 15 percent conversion for her thousand dollar product. And I was like, same questions. Yeah, but like, what do I have to do like in my technology? And then like when I researched it, I was like, I simply just have to tell people that it's there. What that 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 the button is there and explain to them what it means. That it really means yes, you get full access today, you don't have to pay anything today, I get paid today, and you don't have to pay anything for six months and you don't get charged any interest as long as you pay it off in six months. Right. That's interest the interest goes back to day one. On uh, six months in a day, but that's why we use the we use special wording, and we're not fooling anybody. It's six months, no payments, zero interest. Um, Just pay and then off. We say, you know, see, see PayPal, and then PayPal forces them to check all those terms of service when they're there. We just don't want to contradict that. Right now, so we're out, we're, you know, you can take this if you're listening to this and you're not um, selling information products online. You're not selling products online. You're not selling anything over a hundred dollars, but maybe you're in the service business. You could, this is what I thought was really cool as well. So if you are, if you're selling a service, maybe you do keeping in the marketing side, maybe you're an agency, maybe you do SEO for people or pay-per-click management, or you are a personal trainer selling packages of, uh, uh, of things. It really doesn't matter. As long as if you take payments with PayPal now, or you decide to, you could sell a package deal instead of a monthly or whatever and just let people know, listen, you can, you, you, you want to you, you wanna, you wanna defer the payments on this? Why don't we pay with PayPal? Simply use it like this and you can increase your, uh, your business that way. I've always thought that was really amazing for anybody who does coaching, for yeah. does SEO. Coaching, for, uh, call centers. Call uh, centers. We, we knew some people, uh, I think you were, uh, yeah. you were trying it as well, having the call center. Um, let the customer know that they could they yep. could uh, go get, see if they're approved and then send you guys a PayPal uh, transfer. Walk right through with them. Um, while on the phone. Yeah, while yeah. they're on the phone, just say, yeah, listen, just click that button and then go through the process. They're doing it on PayPal. Oh, my God, you're approved. That's fantastic. And, um, I mean, there's just so much that can be done with that. That is really about as bacon wrapped as it gets thanks man and i remember when you discussed that at the mastermind this summer i was like dude we have to do this this podcast uh on this and share it and it's been we keep on putting it off but i'm glad we got to that um what else if anything do you have another and so here's who i want to address because we are primarily you know online digital marketers um and i asked you the other night who your typical client is who who buys your information products? And you said these are experts and people who have information to share with the world. I'm, obviously, you get a wide swath of this, but the you know the sweet spot for you are people who they're selling their expertise, right? Yeah, uh, not money motivated. Uh, money they understand money is a byproduct of the value. More mission uh, motivated, that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of use this. Um, maybe it's it's overly. Uh, overly strong, but I say because I, I met somebody at a seminar that did this, and mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to put on my over forty glasses. I'm, I'm trying to stay as good as I can, but you're just getting so blurry, and I'm getting such a headache. So I'll <laughs> be a little reflection on there, but I have to. I apologize. That's all good. <laughs> so, um, 
basically the customer that we serve is a is a typical customer that would be um, be at an event and you say what do you do and like they hold up their book and they say you know I have a book on you know what the types of foods that you can eat that can stop you from getting cancer and you say something like well nobody can stop and then they're like no seriously it's about the body getting acidic and uh, it's the foods that you eat and blah 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 and it's really really important to me because I'm, I'm only selling about $300 a month and I want to get the word out there because I had a family member that died because they didn't eat right and it led me to research all this and she could have been saved had she had the information in my book and I don't want anyone to ever lose their family member, mom, dad, or sister, brother, or kid when this information is out there. So I need you to help me get this information out there. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So that's our avatar. It's, it's a customer like that that feels that they have a message to share with the world and their message is great but their marketing is not as good as their message. And we want to show them that their marketing can be as good as their message. Um, we tend to stay away from the customer that asks a question like, uh, Brad, if you were going to start all over, what's 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 the fastest way do you think a guy can get started to make money online? Right. Because they're not asking the right question. You and I know that. It, the question is, um, what value do I provide? What is my expertise in the world? And understanding that our income, it's a formula. It's directly proportional to these two things. The, the, the number of people that we serve multiplied by the value that we provide. It's That's it. How much value are we providing and how many people are we reaching? And with the internet, we could reach people outside our local community like never before. I remember when I first started my, my very first info product, my first two sales, one was from France, the other one was from the Netherlands. And so my first sales, I was like multinational. I was global, yeah. baby. <laughs> and it, that, that, always, that always was thrilling. And there's so many opportunities out there for people. So what... Oh, is it a product on marijuana? I'm just curious if you know Netherlands. They were you know so interested in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it should have been. It was magic tricks of all things. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, um, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, I was, I was, I never felt like I was an expert in anything, but I knew how to do little cheesy bar tricks, and I figured, well, I'm going to use this as a marketing laboratory and figure out if I can show guys how to use bar tricks to break the ice at bars and have fun with it and. Lo and behold, yeah, there's a guy named Sebastian Rotier. I'll never forget. Yeah, you never. I always first talk customer. About we, <clears throat> I remember the first person I sold a car to. Really? I, I don't even remember anything about the second uh, mm -hmm. customer. I remember my first uh, customer that bought my product online. We never remember the second, um, and that's a whole other walk down. You know why we remember th remember things, but it, it usually has to do with um, with the amount of adrenaline that's going through our body it creates such a, a tattoo on our brains, uh, and that's why the first. First is so important. That's why people put the first dollars up at the pizza place and the bagel stores. That's right. Such... That's that was my first. So let's say you've got a. Uh, let's say that I'm somebody who I've got an information product. I've got it out there, and I'm frustrated because I've put my heart and soul into this. Whether it's maybe it's a book, and maybe it's a video series, and I've you know I've kind of went through the tutorials. I put something together, and I'm proud of it, and it's valuable. But I'm frustrated because I'm toying with uh, you know I'm balancing that. I can't really buy profitable traffic until I get my conversion up, you know, but I can't get my conversion up without testing it with traffic. And it's that double-edged sword. And a lot of the people, whether they're coaching students of mine or, or, or friends, and I've even dealt with it in the past, 
the chicken and the egg. I can't get conversion unless I drag traffic, but I'll go broke driving traffic until my conversion's high. What do you tell people who are facing those situations? They got a good product. They just don't know exactly first thing they should do to really dial that in. Is there an easy answer or is it just little by little, test by test? I wish there was an easy, easy answer. Mm-hmm. And um, in some cases, I can tell you that you can go out there and you can hire somebody to do your copywriting and hire somebody to do your funnels for you. The second one, getting people to do your funnels for you, is more difficult. And it, it, it gets more difficult as time goes on because those people aren't available there for you to continue to do that. And you might have to hire somebody else and there's not, they're not as good. Um, or you may pay for something and it didn't convert. Right. And the second product problem, uh, second issue going back to the first thing about hiring a copywriter is that I believe what makes a good copywriter good is somebody with good marketing skills that can explain it to the copywriter. Um, uh, <clears throat> because I've seen a lot of times good copywriters not be able to convert people's products because they don't know how to explain the product. I find some great copywriters and great marketers simply hire another copywriter because they don't have the time to do the copy, but they have enough information to tell the copywriter what to do. So this is where the bad news comes from, and and this is my perspective. I think at the end of the day, uh, we may call ourselves uh, a guy that is going to teach people how to meet people at bars and meet women at bars with magic tricks. At the end of the day, we may think that we're an author that wrote a book on how to cure cancer. Uh, or we're a software developer, <clears throat> or we're in the health niche, or we're in the finance niche. But I disagree. Um, I think the first hat that we have to wear is being a marketer. Right. Um, I think we, we, if you're passionate about it, even better. But you must become a student of it. You must read those books like Predictably Irrational. Um, read a copywriting book. Take a copywriting course. Start understanding what the numbers mean in conversions. Because I think, I think when you understand that there's a formula and a template to selling something, and once you learn that skill, you can just fill in the blanks every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel again or not understand the purpose of a headline. You know, if we ask 10 different people what the purpose of a headline and in marketing, we should get the same answers 10 times, but we don't. And uh, so for me, my thing is, Become a student of what makes people buy. Right. And going back to where we, where we started, hum, human beings um, were nothing but organic matter, carbon-based life forms that respond to stimuli. Mm-hmm. And the same way, um, you know, cats will hiss under the same circumstances and dogs will bark. People there will are buy. Certain things that, yeah, certain things that people will do uh, under certain stimuli. And I'm saying this obviously in the sense of we do this for the good, right. right? Because we see it happen in politics, you know, all these studies and they go to the people in politics and the president and they say, you know, the polls are saying this and they use that data to manipulate people. And everybody's going to, in their back of their mind, is always going to say it's for a greater good. Yeah. But, I, you know, I believe when you're helping people with cancer or helping people in relationships, you know, for the most part, if you know deep down in your heart, you put a lot of work into your product. And it's going to serve a better value for the people than the amount of money that they're going to pay for it. Then you need to do everything in your job to convince those people. And I don't call it manipulation. I don't call it using tactics and trainings. But 
I call it giving people all the information they need to make an informed decision. And when you know how to craft your words and position and frame and, and, and make those things better, it, it, it think everything is easy. You, you really can't fail. And that's, that's why guys like you and me have been able to have product hit after product hit after product hit. Uh, sometimes those things are uh, unconsciously competent to us. Yeah. You know, uh, we, they come, as they say, second nature. And it's even difficult sometimes for us to, you know, go back and say, you know, I don't know why that worked. Uh, I'd like to deconstruct my brain, find out why I was in such a zone that day that made that sales letter convert better than some of my others. But at the end of the day, there is a formula to, to telling a message online. Guys like John Benson, I think, <clears throat> uh, have, have really good products that teach. Uh, how to break it down to... into that formulaic thing. Exactly. You, you know, when it comes to copywriting, and I struggled with this for years because I consider myself a, uh, a really good copywriter. But... Uh, like a lot of copywriters, I've got a love-hate relationship with it. Like oh, it's yeah. you know, blank paper, stare at it, especially yeah. if I have to sell my own product. Um, I, it's the last thing I want to do. It's like giving birth. It hurts. It's painful. I can improve anybody else's copy. And I love that. Like if you give me your copy, say, hey, Brad, That's how Andy and I work. Right. Yeah. Tell me how to improve this. Um, and I forget who told me this uh, several years ago, but when I started applying it to the copy process, and actually it can apply to a lot of processes – uh, things got a lot easier. And so a lot of people have heard of the 80-20 rule, right? You know, the, what's the 20% that gets 80% of the results? Right. But so this is the same thing, but it's the 10-80-10 rule. Have you ever, have we ever talked about this or have you heard of I this? I heard you say it, yeah. Yeah, 10-80-10. So especially when it applies to copy, I'm going to do the first 10%. I'm going to outline, all right, here's what we're selling. Here's the hook or the the general story that I want to tell. And here are the benefits and here, you know, what it does for you and the offer. I don't have to worry about scripting the whole thing out. I don't have to make it flow. I don't have to make it the flowery language and use NLP and do anything like that. I come not up with yet. this no. skeleton. Now I can hire a copywriter and say, look, number one, you're not exactly. starting with a blank page, but fill in the other 80%. Because the copywriter doesn't know anything about health or finances or right. Forex or, or a flower shop. You know, he doesn't, but he knows how to make something you know, give him the ice, he'll find the, you know, the, the sculpture underneath it, but you got to give him the block of ice. Bingo. And then that final 10% is yours. Now you get to go in and polish it. And by letting somebody else do the other 80%, it puts you in the position of I'm critiquing and improving your copy, not mine. Cause I can't tell you how many times I've written uh, like I've just gotten in the zone and I've been sitting there typing and I've come up with what I think is great. And then I read it the next day and I just delete the whole file. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah, that yeah. that's a horrible feeling. And don't worry. Andy wrote five, uh, five sales letters for traffic Genesis five really? before we got, yeah, wow. before we got to it. And, and that's him or me being harsh. Uh, in fact, you know, he just wrote a, he just wrote a letter the other day. We're doing a short letter for video Genesis. And, um, you know, I told him, uh, he said, Mike, please do me a favor, go and do a second pass. And his exact words to me the next day were, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, effing Christ, and all that. And I was like, what? I don't know if he was that. He was like, my God, Mike, this is brilliant. And I just kept trying to say, I was the 80 guy in this yeah. scenario. I was like, I just went in and, and, and polished. And he goes, why do you think that is, Mike? Why do you think when you do it, I can do this for you and you do it and, and, and you could do it for me? And there's two things that happen. Number one, when you're writing copy and every single person listening that's ever written something or tried to write a to-do list or brainstorm or do a mind map, and Brad, I know this has happened to you, 
you're starting to write and you know the three paragraphs ahead of what you want to say. Right. Sometimes it's so important you have to stop and go write it and leave it there and then go back. Yeah. And then you get into that, well, what was that thing I wanted to say about what happens with the bill me later? I knew I should have wrote it down then. Now, so now you have this fear that this is happening. So your copy is sort of a brain dump. Yeah. And you're putting all this stuff out of your head and, and that's why you delete it the next day because it doesn't have that structure. Yep. And what happens is it gets exhausting. Like to go back and write, write a PS, sometimes it takes three days. It's like, I, know. I don't want to look at that page again. Can I just call it done? But you look at it and you know it's not done. Yeah. And that's why like for me or vice versa, anybody that can go in and it, it can easily say <laughs> – I see what he wrote here. Yeah. What he's trying to say is this. Yeah. You know, you, know you, you run on and your sentences run on, comma, 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 you know, this w- one long paragraph. Um, so I think, I think, you know, that's what it is. And, and there's something called uh, in copywriting, jumping on the table. Yeah. And what that means is you and I right now are in the middle of having a conversation. Imagine I just jumped on this table and I started talking about something else. You know, like, and here's what video genesis can yeah. do. It's like, it's like, <laughs> Whether or not you were finished with that last paragraph, you just we don't talk to each other like that. So what that means is that every single time we look at one paragraph to another, we can never jump on the table. Uh, we have to assume that we're having a conversation with a person. Right. So almost imagine that you were reading that and talking to somebody. And what you start realizing is that those transitions start having things where you go. So you may be wondering why I, why I said that. Well, let me explain. And these, this is what I, you know, I basically told Andy, I want to go in and I want to romance the transition. And he says, oh, I love that. But that's what copy sometimes is missing is that, that romance in the, in the transitions, it just suddenly says, so here's what you get. It's yeah. like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to you about that. I would say something more along the lines of, so you can see why I'm so confident um, in not only what it's done for me, but in my, what it's done for my customers. So if you'll please, let me explain to you what you're going to get in Video Genesis. Yeah, it's more authentic. It's, those, it's more conversational the way you would really talk to an, you know, somebody in person. As it was funny. I was listening. Uh, you know who Porter Stansberry is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so Porter, if, for those of you who don't know, is, runs one of the largest financial newsletters. And, you know, it's a, a nine-figure Wait, eight figure business, probably I think a nine figure business. And he's one of the best copywriters out there. And he was speaking about the first letter he ever wrote back in the 90s. It was the railroad letter, which kind of set his business on fire. And the railroad letter simply means that was the hook that he was using. And he sat down across the table from Michael Masterson, his his mentor at the time, who's also a copywriting and, uh, you know, direct marketing legend. And he said, I wrote 18 versions of this of this letter, 18, and almost totally separate, like not just 18 little bitty revisions, 18 versions. And he goes, every single one, we'd sit, I'd sit down with Michael and we'd take turns reading a paragraph to each other and simply saying, is it, the, you, you're familiar with the cub method, is it confusing, mm-hmm. is it uninteresting, or is it boring? And then just marking them off, marking yeah. them off. Confusing, uninteresting, or boring. But it kind of does show you the amount of effort that can go into writing one of these things that and and you know the degree of detail that goes into every single sentence yeah they have a great book called copy logic and and i found myself making the mistakes of one of the things they that they said in there is like like i can say something that is three times more expensive but like they have a problem hearing something is three times less the price yeah you know and they you know so and and i noticed that i would write that a lot like you know it's it's 
you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, I'm going to show you how you can get it for three times less. And they were like, you can't multiply something and get less. Because so, you're saying that that doesn't yeah. register with people's heads. Right. It doesn't impact yeah, so, them. Yeah, so they would just say one, they would say just change one it to one third the price or, you know, uh, or something, something along one tenth the price, that type of stuff, rather than saying ten times less. Because the mind might just see something different and just confuse them. Like and they may said, think it's confusing? three times more. It may subconsciously implant. Right, if they're skimming. Yeah. Right, absolutely. So what do you think is, what's at least one, maybe more, but one opportunity out there that you think people, we all could be exploiting and maybe aren't? Do you see any kind of trends that are going forward that like, oh man, this is hot, that you don't mind giving up? I don't have any secrets mm-hmm. right now that I haven't, uh, that I haven't shared. Nice. <laughs> uh, not just on this call, but with everything. I'm, I, haven't, I haven't been holding back. Andy and I tend to share uh, everything Everything we have, right? Uh, because we uh, we we believe that there's just too much opportunity on the internet. But so I'll tell you where I think I think things are going and what I like seeing <clears throat> with companies like Stripe and uh, Braintree and PayPal. All these payment Apple, processors for those yeah, who don't know. Yeah, Apple Pay and Google Wallet. I would definitely tell people to pay attention to that and make sure that. They've got an ear and uh, down close to the ground floor and keeping an eye on updates with their Infusionsofts and Office Autopilots and their shopping carts because in my, my opinion, um, I know people do very well with app businesses and I know content and videos get watched very highly on mobile devices. Right. We're seeing more purchases happen on iPads, but not quite as much as they should be for the amount of content that's being used. And it's and because of the e- lack of ease of payment. Nobody yeah. wants to pull their credit card and... It's, I'll just say I won't, I'll wait till I get home. But I do make purchases all day long for one click. You know, remove ads. Just bought a cool app the other day. Remove ads. What's I don't that? even know why I did it. Just because they gave me an option and it was 99 cents. And they didn't make it hard for me. Oh, I clicked it, the button. It was, it was in like a mobile app? Uh, yeah, on a mobile app. And all I had to do was click Apple's button to do it. Yep. The ease of was purchasing. sent me a free box of chocolate every month for 10 years. And I, let's assume I love chocolate. Yeah. I still wouldn't have done it if I had to fill out a form. Right. I just, I just wouldn't. I think, I think the pain of filling out forms is tough. And I think we're getting beyond that. I think that's, Brad, I think that's a year away mm-hmm. from every, every merchant account starting to find a way that's going to be working with Google Wallet, Apple Pay. You know PayPal is going to compete. And I believe that they're going to give us the ability to API a button that's tied into a pre-made account without having to log in. The way Apple's doing Apple Pay, the way you can go up and you can scan something at the register, I think that's going to be great for commerce because people will be on their iPhones and their Android devices and their iPads and they'll see something and they know that, they're, that they can one-click to something that's hard-coded into their device like Facebook Connect is now into their iPhones. That will be a beautiful day for us. And, and I think the people that are ready to exploit that the fastest, everybody will eventually catch on. But I think that's something that you know, I want to make sure my, my add-to-cart buttons don't, don't stay unchanged for three years you know that's going to be one of the first things i'm going to change right i agree i mean one of the, it's probably not too long from now we'll be having another conversation saying hey you remember when you had to pull out your credit card to uh to buy something online or you had to you know, fill in that data it, it wasn't just a thumbprint it wasn't a retinal scan it wasn't yeah. you know uh take a picture of this 
or just you know hit Siri and say yes, I confirm, buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. Right. Well, that's great, and that's exactly what I you know where what I was hoping to get is something like that. Like those are definitely some opportunities that. Uh, we're on the cusp. The technology yeah. is there. We can do this now between Amazon, between Apple, um, ClickBank, between, uh, you know, there's a there's a, another company I just came across called, uh, I, I met one of the guys, AtPay, A-T-P-A-Y. Oh, I haven't heard of them. I got to so, check them out. Yeah, so what they allow you to do is, um, is all via email. So let's say somebody purchases something from you once, and it could be a dollar. Right, so now it's kind of on file. And by the way, they integrate with everybody's mer- current merchant account. They integrate oh, with nice. everybody else. So now what'll happen is you'll send me an email, and in that email it says, "Hey Brad, we've got a special on this. Um, you know, you can get this new T-shirt we've got, whatever, for ten dollars. We have all the information we need. Simply press press this link in your in your button in the email, and uh, you know, in order to purchase it. So you click that, and if you're on mobile." What it does is it queues up a new email to AtPay, the subject line of what you're purchasing, and it, then it says, we have all the information we need from your prior history. Simply click send, and you will complete your purchase for $10. That's incredible. There's another company, Braintree, is doing that. If you, Braintree is the company that also owns Venmo, which is like the right. competitor to you know, PayPal pay, payments through Twitter type of stuff. But, but they have um, – if you go to their site and see their parent company, they've got three awesome technologies that uh, – some are for fraud detection, but others are for these uh, easy payments going through checkout. It, it's, it's coming. Those days are coming. That's great. I did think of one thing real quick. What I, it's no secret, but it, it's something I think the new – the way Facebook has been talking about marketing over the last two years, mm-hmm. I think what you're going to now see is, is people talking about YouTube advertising. Marketers have been the last people to get on YouTube. Right. Uh, I see maybe three marketers I know that I've actually seen ads where I see a thousand marketers I know on Facebook. <clears throat> and I've learned some pretty interesting stuff on, um, on YouTube advertising that it's, it's, um, it's pay per click, not pay per impression. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's pay per impression, uh, not pay per click on the mm-hmm. ad. And the impression only goes on. So let's say you have a, a video that's a minute and 30 seconds long. You don't pay for that video until it after it hits the one minute mark. So you could do all this branding, even get a click to your website. And if they click and the video stops, if they don't go through a certain point in the video, you don't pay. So it's possible to get more clicks than even impressions. And uh, there's a great guy people can look up if they just Google him. His name is Tommy Powers. It's spelled T-O-M-M-I-E. And this guy spoke at my event and made me just feel like an idiot for not advertising on YouTube. Yeah, you're right. That is, that is one of those areas that um, that a lot of marketers that I know are underutilizing. And it seems like the only advertisements I see these days, and it's so funny, I'm watching a YouTube video, and then you see this like a Fortune 500 Main Street advertising commercial that all they're doing is repurposing their TV ad, ad and they're sticking it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's not addressing the state of mind that I'm in. I'm waiting. Right. I'm sitting there waiting for the skip ad. Like, hurry up! This doesn't get, yeah. grab my attention at all. It doesn't. Have you seen Ryan's, Ryan's uh, for traffic and conversion? No, I haven't seen it. Has Just he got go to his site. Just go to his site, and then he'll start retargeting you, and you'll oh, not nice. be able to watch a YouTube video without him. He's got four of them. Nice. And one of them that's really cool is the first one goes, "Hey, wait! It's Ryan Dice." 
I know you're getting ready to hit that skip ad button, but let me just tell you something. So like he addresses that. I don't know if it's that's in exact- terms of service or not, but I think it's interesting. That's exactly um, what I was talking to somebody else recently about. Like this is how I would do it and I haven't run it. Yeah, you're interrupting their video. So address that fact. Right. You go, hey, wait, I know you want to get to your video. So give me just a couple of seconds before you hit that skip ad video. And then he's got another one that says this. It's great. And he's branding the event without having to pay for it because his ad is a minute uh, is over a minute so he doesn't uh, pay yeah. for the ad so basically it just he just lets it run and this is what it does it goes are you interested in getting more customers the latest in traffic and social media would you like to learn how to do better video marketing all these different things right he says uh, if that's for you then click this video now if not then click skip ad and uh, then it's like 10 seconds with an arrow saying skip ad and if they do that he didn't pay but He's advertising it in the local Southern California area, so he's branding his Dude. event, at least getting it in the people's mind. That's... So maybe by the 15th time they, they, they're doing it, he didn't have to pay for the 14 other times to get it in their head. That's crazy cool. I, lo- I could do that with bacon wrap business, right? I could do uh, Yeah. So I'll give you an the... example of like what I could do with, um, with Webinar Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go in and I could say, how many videos are there with GoToWebinar in the title the description or the meta text. And it turns out there's 110,000. Oh, dude, I see where you're going. So now every single time somebody's looking for a GoToWebinar review, GoToWebinar instructions, I can cater a video for that. So how to use GoToWebinar? It's, it's like, boom. Are you looking to use GoToWebinar? Do you realize GoToWebinar's technology is old and outdated? In fact, you're paying $499 a month and you can only get 1,000 people on. What if there was a better, less complicated way, right? And, and it's just, you know, and I say, Webinar, even if they click, I didn't pay for that ad, but I'm getting in their head and I'm getting in their head. And one day when they're like, you know, this is ridiculous. What was that company, Webinar Jam, I heard that competes? And even if I do pay for it, it's great. I'm going to every single person that's either thinking about buying them or is using them and I can tell them they're paying too much and not getting enough. And I can take their customers away from even free training videos GoToWebinar may have put out there. That's hilarious. Oh, so you're trying to get trained on GoToWebinar because it's very confusing. <laughs> you know well, why we if... don't have training videos? Because our product is so easy. <laughs> That's awesome. It's right out of the box. You know? I was also thinking it'd be, it'd be funny to do like, you know, your, your, your video comes up. Like, let's just say you're advertising Webinar Jam. I don't know. You've got cats. Just put the camera on your cats for a second, like doing some cute stuff. Because a lot of people go to YouTube for cat videos or just different stuff. And, you know, then you pop in. Hey, listen, I know you're waiting (laughs) for that other video. Thought I'd show you these cute little cats while I tell you about Webinar Jam. (laughs) They may have been watching cat videos as it is. But um, just understanding why people are on YouTube. What kind of stuff are they going for? Uh, so Tommy, and you know what? So I did. I was at your event, but I didn't get to be at the entire thing. But so Tommy is your, he's your go-to YouTube advertising expert, right? Yeah, dude, I would love an introduction and love to interview him on the show. Oh yeah, I'll that's, get that that's such a cool topic that I mean, I know I'd like to know about as well. I'm gonna um, do that now because I I always promise these things and and then I always forget. Tommy, I know where you live, Brad Costanza. Nice. Costanza. Hey guys. You should meet. There you go. Brad Costanzo. This is Tommy. Sorry, guys, that you got to watch me do this. but <laughs> I don't think they might. <laughs> That's great. And I just got, <laughs> and I just got the uh, text from you. <laughs> this is Brad. All right, I'll let you guys take it from there. That's, Done deal. That's cool. So two of, the, two of the cool things that you've got going on um, 
because this is where I, I want to start letting people understand some of the more some more of the resources that you provide them. This is kind of like the plug mic uh, part, but I, I want to do this in a way that like this is really heartfelt because you come you come bringing not only the knowledge but the tools. So like yes, if you if you're using webinars or thought about doing it, you go to webinars expensive. Webinar Jam uses Google Hangouts. That's an incredible way to just start hosting. Um, your own events. Like, give me an example of for somebody who is trying to start to build a brand, trying to get their message out there, talk to individuals in their marketplace, and give them, uh, you know, give them good content without being highly tech savvy, without having to spend a, a bunch. How can they use Webinar Jam? Is just one example, or or tell me about somebody who's used it, who's and grown their brand with it. Yeah. Well, first, thanks for letting us talk about it. Um, you know, Webinar Jam. Uh, came because it needed to solve a problem. And a lot of the software that I did usually solved a problem, problem in my business. Um, and we were, we were going to be doing what we call Bossathons for Video Genesis. And we had 6,000 people register. And that may sound like crazy, but when, when you're in the height of a launch and you've got every affiliate registering, plus the 70,000 leads that our affiliates sent us during the pre-launch were inviting to a webinar, and they're highly engaged. So let's say only 5% of those people registered that we had 3,000 just from there yeah and then all the other folks so now we had a problem we're gonna have 6,000 people register for a technology that the max they give you is a thousand people so great everybody at that point was saying why don't you guys do a Google Hangout yeah now we didn't know much about Hangouts and you know everybody does always that stupid thing where they try to invite everybody to be a tile underneath the video you know you don't quite understand like oh what's the difference between the guy that's in it and the people that are watching it you know so you can figure that out in an hour. But the problem that we had was we can do the Hangout, but we can't push an add to cart button. There was no chat. Um, we didn't have a registration page to get the people to register. After they registered, where would they see? Would they watch it on YouTube? Or did we have to creep, get a separate page for them? All right, so after we get a separate page, number one, where are they registering to? And uh, do I actually have to go in and manually send reminders. It starts in 15 minutes. It's starting now. There was no front-end marketing machine for Hangouts. Mm -hmm. And I saw an awesome opportunity um, to basically disrupt um, GoToWebinar. We could do something for $297 a year that they're charging $6,000 a year. We can have unlimited people, and we call it the, the Obama uh, phenomenon, you know, you know, President Obama, uh, Arianne Huffington, and um, and Oprah have not been able to break it. So pretty sure you, you know you'll have you know it's powered by Google. Yeah. You know, they can serve the world. So when we say unlimited people, we basically mean everybody on the planet. <laughs> you know, can can attend. Um, we also have better marketing landing pages. The go-to webinar pages are embarrassing. Have you seen? They literally just revamped their entire site. Like in the past week, do you have a go-to account? Uh, yes, yes. You should do. log in at some point. Now the in inside looks better, but they give you one new login registration page. It is so bad on so many levels. <laughs> what they do, it's mind-boggling. Like anyway, that's uh, this happened this week. So yeah, blown away. So all we've got to do is. And by the way, go if GoTo Webinar wants to sponsor Bacon Wrap Business, I take that back completely. <laughs> do they really? No, I said if they do. Oh, if they want to. If they, I'll edit this out. Yeah, I'll become your official sponsor, you know, kind of like uh, Corn Nuts does for the UFC. Ah, there we go, yeah. They probably regret that every day. Like, what? 
why, why did we give it to them just because they pay more than anybody? I know, right? You know, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So the bottom line is um, GoToWebinar was a good solution for its time, but it's, it's, it really is old, out, outdated. We call it horse and buggy technology in a, in a Ferrari age. And Google Hangouts is great um, if you want to get you know, people on. But it, if you're a marketer, it's not going to work. You can't push buttons. You can't do chat. You can't ban people. Uh, you know, all, all the things that you would want in a perfect solution. So we took the two solutions and we jammed them together and created Webinar Jam. And I can say this. If I didn't even own the company, you're a fool to be using uh, GoToWebinar when there's Webinar Jam. It will out-convert Land, landing page visitor to the site to the dollar in the shopping cart by the end of the the campaign better than go to webinar and it's more affordable so that's yeah can't ask for much more than that so now that's one of your flagship products obviously you've got your training i've talked about you've got you know how to use video in your marketing with video genesis you've got traffic genesis and you're coming out uh very soon with uh conversion genesis if um if, so I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a link so people can come get information on uh, on this if they want to follow you, if they want to get on your newsletter, which I highly recommend. By the way, what you guys have been doing with your newsletter lately, uh, I know Laura is writing some of the stuff from Traffic Genesis and uh, you probably are. I, I can always tell Andy's work. I think you, know, you guys send those out. Your your free newsletter, dude, is worth, is more valuable than most people's paid newsletters like they're so jam-packed with actionable stuff and like you said you and andy jenkins who's your partner don't seem like you pull any punches you give a lot of secrets away for free yeah um yeah. We, we 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 enjoy giving content and we think that's why we have a lot of raving fans right you yeah. know and we 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 do argue about it and uh, i don't mean that we have different opinions about it uh we question ourselves i should say we sit down sometimes and we we say um, are we giving away too much information? Even like when we give a freemium, yeah. some people just give a downloadable report and immediately get them to the upsell or the offer. We give a 29-minute training video. So we're, and, and it could be affecting our conversions, and, but people love us. So we, we, we actually do start saying, you know, are, are we treating our free content as if they paid for it? And there may not be anything wrong with it, but it does it does beg the question. Right. Well, and you have to be careful because as a marketer who is there to, you know, you make your living by selling your intellectual property. It's like, are you quenching people's thirsts before they have a chance to buy, you know, if somebody's starving in the desert and you give them, a, you know, one of these portable water tanks that they, you know, drive but, around but with. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, though, what's interesting is we tested it, right? Yeah. We, we had... Um, we had something that said there are five laws to a successful webinar. Um, no, actually, we tell them that after they opt in. When they, when they come to the landing page, it said um, this, this one trick, whatever, this one tactic doubled our webinar registrations. And when they got to the next page, it said, hi, it's Michael Same and Andy Jenkins. You know, there are five laws to a successful webinar. We're going to go over law number one, the law of your registration page. And we went through the training. And at the end, we said, now, that was just one of five laws. If you want to get the other four laws, click below this video and you can learn about the other four laws. Four laws. And the other four laws was just a $7 tripwire. Yeah. They had to watch a 30-minute training video on law number one. So then what we did is we said, you know what? We're going to give them the freemium. And then uh, uh, the page that makes the promise. And then the very next page said, hi, this is Mike Fulsame and Andy Jenkins. 
Um, we just sent you a video about the first law of successful registrations. Check your email in 20 minutes. We want to let you know that there are four others. So we immediately went to the sale and we actually saw a slightly lower increase in the sale of that tripwire, even though it was only $7, even though so many more people saw it. Hmm. Our other one, we had a lot of bounce rate. People don't watch 29-minute videos, but for damn hell, the people that saw that video, they said to themselves, this shit was so good. I got to give them money. I got to learn the other four. And then they saw that it was only $7. It was $7 tripwire. And that conversion rate, Brad, I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding, was something like 26% of the people that eventually made it to that page, uh, even though we were losing about 50% of the people. Wow. So its overall conversion was about 13%. And we had about an 11% conversion if they just saw the page. So even factoring all the loss, we still had a higher conversion rate eventually because the training was so indoctrinating so recapping that like they came to the page it was a it was a like just watch the video first no opt-in um or was it opt-in to watch for the, the first time it was watch they opted in watch a training video and the sure. training video is like 30 minutes on yeah. the the first law of a webinar the registration yeah. page and then and then the action right this is the winning one the the action right after that was to do what to go to to, to, to a tripwire no, no, that was the losing one. Oh, yeah. To the triple bar. Yeah. So the winning one, right after they watched the 30-minute video, it did what? Yeah, so I'll recap it real quick. So both promises were the same. Yeah. So the first one we did, and it ended up being the winner, the first one we did was they opted in, and then we said, hey, thanks for opting in. We're going to give you exactly what we asked for. Here's a 30-minute training on the first law of a successful webinar. It's increasing registrations. And then at the end of that, we said, if you like this, there are four more laws. Click the button below this video to find out about them. That went to a third page, which was a $7 tripwire that explained what the other four laws were. We lost a lot of people getting to that page because a lot of people bounced out of the other video, bookmarked the page, got distracted, and never made it there. But when they finally made it there, 26% of those people bought. Because on that second page, it was another video or is, that was just... It was just a... It was just a... Sales page? A sales letter. $7 sales letter. Tripwire. Wow. Uh, like Ryan Dice and Frank Kern use a lot. Yeah, so really cool. we tested against that. And we said, let's see what happens if we don't give them the training. So the test that failed was they opted in. They got a short video that said, hey, what you just asked for will be in your inbox in 20 minutes. By the way, Make let sure me sell you this. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me sell you about the other four laws when you don't even know about the first law that's in your inbox. And you we were so deliver the value first, that that would yeah. do better because so many people were going to – honestly, what caused that test was the breakage of the first video. Only 58% of the people that were going through that process were finally seeing the tripwire. Mm. And we were like, how can we get more people to see the tripwire? Well, you know what? Let's just show them the tripwire and tell them watch that video later. So we got more people to see it, but they weren't indoctrinated and they didn't love us. Your training's great and all that stuff went out the window. In fact, it turned into bait and switch almost. Like you just told me you're going to get something and now you're selling me something. So it turns so out many people make that the, mistake, the, tra- the training did a better job. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I love that. Um, what, so one other thing I want to help you know plug for you because – and I say this not for – you know, commercial reasons, though, um, you know, I, I think that's always part of it. But you've got another system called Deal Guardian. 
And yep. Deal Guardian is a, you know, so if, if you as the listener are selling anything online, uh, information products or whatever, and you've been frustrated with, you know, whether it's with ClickBank or PayPal or doing it on your own, setting up, God forbid you use Infusionsoft or set up some stuff that is highly complicated and um, the tech side is a pain, uh, go to DealGuardian.com. I mean, I... DealGuardian is a better ClickBank. Uh, if they've heard of JVZoo, it's very similar to that. Um, the difference is we do all the processing like ClickBank. Uh, but we also do adaptive payments, which means you and your affiliate can get paid instantly if the customer pays with PayPal and you choose to take that option. Um, and uh, just internally, when we were over at, like on that exact computer you're talking on now, exactly. we're going through, you know, you, me, and Larry, we're going through some of the different developments. I mean, it is really intuitive and cool, covers a, a lot of the things. And, you know, because you're a smaller company than like a ClickBank or, or otherwise, you can make those changes. You're, you're marketing. You're, you're making these changes for you because you're selling your stuff on Deal Guardian as it is. Yeah, so. yeah. We pro- we processed eleven million dollars um, uh, j- just in the last year with Deal Guardian. Over eight million of that was was our own products. Right. Uh, so it works for us and it's robust. And we wouldn't uh, use it honestly. We wouldn't use it if it didn't work for us. Right. And you've uh, got some major change. I mean, you don't have to go 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 through all of them, but you've got some major. We're going to compete with Infusionsoft uh, in about yeah. ninety days. Yeah, we're bringing a full CRM and email marketing system and allowing people the option to bring their own merchant account or let us process. So they'll have they'll have more choices. Uh, so we're going to be an easier, more affordable Infusionsoft. So Infusionsoft, if any anybody on your team uh, is a bacon wrap business marketer uh, lover, yeah. and you're listening to this. Um, just beware of what we did to go to webinar. We're coming. Uh, out that's too. right. Well, I, I mean, I look forward to seeing it because I know I've dealt with Confusionsoft enough, and you know, God love. By the way. They want to sponsor you for your next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once more, if you've got money, I will edit this out. And <laughs> shamelessly, <laughs> I am throw money. I'm shameless. Exactly, um, Mike. This is awesome. Dude. I I really appreciate you being on the show here. We've um, we, we've done an hour Have and a really half. Have we really been on an hour and a half? Yeah. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Uh, I just saw there was 53 minutes past the hour. Yeah. And I was like, and and I forgot we started late, so. Um, I thought we were on for like 45 minutes. Dude, oh my no, this, this has been awesome, though. I mean, you you lived up to the show's name. You dropped some bacon wrap strategies, yeah. which is what oh, it's all I, about. You no know, puns in there, man. You like that? Should have more puns. Uh, I do need up. more puns. That's sizzling yeah. hot. That's oh, Mike. That's so, so greasy. greasy. Yeah, that's so <laughs> greasy, Mike. I don't think yeah, you grease, grease the shoots there a little bit. I should have the grease show. I should talk about all the scammy unethical yeah. crap that's going on out there. Let yeah, we'll be... call that uh, micro mi- microwave strategies. Ooh. Yeah. Turkey just bacon. Say, yeah, just <laughs> turkey turkey. If I'm going to eat bacon, I want I want bacon. the real deal. In yep. fact, I want to take the the grease left over from yesterday's bacon that's white. I want to reheat it and deep fry my next bacon in that bacon fat. Oh. That's why I want to do bacon wrap marketing. Dude, that's that's genius. You're making me hungry now. Dude, I appreciate that'll be like a testimonial on your video page. I'll be going through your site, and out of this whole interview, it'll just be me talking about how to make how to, how to make, make bacon. <laughs> Mike's bacon <laughs> recipe. Well, brother, I appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Every single person on here, if you're if you're if you're listening to the audio once more, uh, there's a video version of this um, at Bacon Wrapped Business forward slash Mike F. It's Mike Phil same, but. Uh, it'd be easier just to go to Mike F for if you're listening to this. Uh, you'll get all the show notes, all the links, all the ways that you can purchase 
anything that Mike has to offer, I can tell you right now, he makes marketing a lot easier. You, you know, you're one of us and uh, you know what we go through. You create a lot of this stuff for your own uh, purposes. And, um, and I, I've, I've enjoyed watching your rise in the past, I don't know, eight years Likewise. that I've been doing this. I can't believe it's been that long. But um, for my show listeners, I highly encourage you to get on my newsletter. Subscribe to the show on iTunes if you're not. Uh, every once in a while I get you know, people listening to one show and they think, hey, this is great. Uh, I wish I knew how to get you know, updated more often. Well, there's two ways. Number one is subscribe to the newsletter and you can always do that on baconwrapbusiness.com. There's ample subscribe ways. Subscribe makes you feel good. <laughs> so the latest what is that from? What is that? Uh, so basically, I'm sorry to interrupt your close here. Yes, guys, subscribe. Make sure to subscribe uh, because uh, there's only going to be great stuff like this because I know the people that Brad knows in the industry and I know his connections, the people that he doesn't know. And uh, they're only going to be better than me, I can promise. And I'll probably be back just to keep the bar low. Uh, <laughs> but just uh, if, if uh, you are the listeners, well, well, you hear me just say that. Um, so there's this guy named PewDiePie. PewDiePie, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's on, um, they just did a parody on him. On South, South Park. It's called Hashtag Rehash. Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically Cartman goes around rehashing uh, other people's commentary. And so it's a whole show about that. Kids don't even play video games anymore. They just watch other people play video games. Yeah. So I didn't even know about this guy called PewDiePie and all this stupid stuff he does. And then You so looked Cartman's, him up after the show, didn't you? Cause I, I did. I looked him up and I literally said, how can he be the number one channel on YouTube besides YouTube's vi- uh, vi- video channels yeah. and stuff? So... And then, then I realized where Cartman got all of his stuff, like the fast cuts. He was like, hey, bro, make sure to subscribe. And, and then in the camera, like, because subscribing makes you feel good. <laughs> and then he's from. back talking. <laughs> That's what it was from. Uh, PewDiePie, I felt uh, stupid or why? I, I, I yeah. got it halfway through one of those videos. I'm like, oh, my don't, God. Don't do anything he does, please. No, no. no. Lightning no. in a bottle. but Like fast cuts. and Absolutely. But uh, yeah, that being said, you can also subscribe on iTunes if you're listening. Hit that subscribe button because these will just be automatically sent to your phone. You can listen to this uh, drivel as much as you want. Drivel while you drive. Ooh, that's my next podcast. Drivel while you drive. Um, Giblets. Yeah, and, and if you have any questions for me, if you'd like to share your own bacon wrap strategies, if you've got a business and you'd like to understand how to potentially grow it if you're stuck if you're plateau just getting started or you want to give me money just because you want my brain power on your business send an email to ask brad at baconwrappedbusiness.com i will read it i also read those itunes reviews by the way and itunes reviews make me feel good <laughs> so gotta do it now that i, I know uh, damn it like all right. Well, what's funny is we've probably watched because it's about five o'clock here now, and see my the sun, you see the difference in the lighting. Yeah, my, yeah, but it, mine's definitely a lot darker now. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that it was completely bright when you started, and oh, yeah. I've literally seen by the minute get uh, get darker behind you, and mine was so bright. Yeah, because uh, I was, was at normal. This window. Now I look normal. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So well, just, I appreciate your time, Mike. Look forward to seeing I, you again here I real soon. Being here. And everybody else, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for the feedback. And go check out what Mike has to offer. I guarantee you'll make more money. Till next time, got a problem? Wrap it in bacon. <laughs> bye bye. Because bacon makes you feel good. Bacon makes you feel good. Make it a rain with my business cards. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> be throwing right. bacon. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Bye bye. Subscribe.